Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our log of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our as labour is a name to make a man feel proud. And it is indeed a good morning from the Concrete Gang, a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and some money in our pockets, thanks to the world's greatest tipster. The gorilla. The all gorilla. The way, all the way from La Perie. Yes, yeah, see, uh, if you recall, folks, the tip was given last week, Almadine. I think that's how you pronounce it. I might be wrong, but who cares? That's the horse, number 17, won the Melbourne Cup, paid 11 bucks, and... Uh, I've got to say, good morning, Buzzer. Great morning. He did a great job. Good, good morning, Stringbean. Good morning, Annie. Yes, indeed, the gorilla has uh, pulled it out of his back pocket. And uh, I hope everyone benefited, benefited from the advice. If you don't listen, you lose. That's right. He did say put the house on it. So he was a very happy man when it came home because I think... Uh, there wasn't going to be a house when he came home if he uh, hadn't won. But never mind. Well done to the gorilla. Might, do you reckon that might, might, might make it a safer pass for him when he gets back? Oh, <laughs> I think he might be a happier return. <laughs> anyway, uh, to our good friend Uncle Dennis Callagher out there, uh, we got you the tip, son. I hope you got plenty on it. Righto, it's been a big uh, week in terms of time off and as we should. We should be enjoying the benefits of our labour. But we've been back to work uh, for two days last week, Thursday and Friday, and they were, as part of a, uh, a short week, quite a significant week, and we'll come to that in due course. But the most significant thing about the last week, I would have thought what I would like to call Ground Bob Day. Bob Day just keeps coming back, doesn't he? Oh, he's a beauty, hey? isn't he? 
Hey, got the Cheers. figures. Got the figures wrong last week. It's not twelve. It's close to forty. Forty million dollars. And a little grant he got with no competitive tendering process. There got a little bit of a grant. Oh yes, to... uh, he got uh, about ninety thousand bucks a head for each apprentice at his so-called college in Adelaide, and. Uh, and while Concrete Gang listeners were celebrating their winnings, a new little titty came out uh, that they'd been sitting on for a few weeks, waiting for an opportune moment to release it. And uh, the fact that Bob Day tried to hire his own office. Oh, he's not bad, is he? Oh, listen. He's not bad, old Bob, is he? Hey, How much credibility has that bloke got? How he's much? got none. And if you think about it, how could any government that depended on a vote... From a bloke like that, what credibility have they got? Especially when it now turns out that the public servants were asked about uh, hiring Bob's office for Bob uh, and knocked it back. He then went to Michael Ronaldson, who was then the special minister of state, who uh, went and got advice from the department. And again, they gave him the advice, don't do it. And of course, Michael did it. And Private why, meeting. And why? Why is all this happening? Because they wanted Bob Day's vote. Like they didn't have Bob Day's vote. Yeah, like Bob he... Day hated the CFMEU. He hates unions. He was going to vote for whatever they put up. But no, they had to go out of their way to give him lots and lots of sugar to make sure they got his vote and his enthusiastic support. What a bloody joke. Can I tell you this? The CFMU actually looks after contractors better than Bob Day does. Um, <laughs> Good call. Uh, uh, he's, his attitude towards these contractors, I've seen a few of them uh, interviewed on TV, is an absolute disgrace. And uh, mm. let's hope he gets his right whack. But unfortunately, in the laws of this country, these people seem to get away with it. He had the, the companies he had were all different companies all around Australia, six to six or seven different ones, and he'll probably just end up starting up more somewhere along the journey. Well, he's going to be in a bit of trouble now because if he was trading insolvent, not only was he not eligible to be a member of Parliament, and if he knowingly did that, then that's a problem for him, but also there are a lot of people chasing him for money that he gave to the Family First Party and other political activities that he had at a point where he was tra- travelling insolvent. Yeah. And uh, I've got to say, the old Ground Bob Day is just going to keep reoccurring, a bit like that Groundhog movie. It's just going to keep coming back. Every day is going to seem the same because Bob's going to get mentioned every single day. <laughs> the only thing I say is it should be Ground Malcolm Day as well because Malcolm's going to have to enjoy all this for a a bit of uh, time into the future because guess what? You ain't got Bob. Now they're having to go to the High Court as a court of disputed returns and deal with the uh, bloke from Western Australia, the One Nation bloke. Is he Cullen? Is that his name? Yeah. Cullen? Yeah. St- stole the key out of a truck, got prosecuted. Yeah. So guess what? The old Malcolm said belatedly, of course, that maybe uh, the rest of the anti-union legislation wouldn't be going up (laughs) into Parliament. So here you go. It's all those builders, all those contractors out there saying, oh, the code's coming, the code's coming, the code's coming. Which decade is the code (laughs) coming? We may not even have a Turnbull government by Christmas the way they're going. So, you know, all you people out there who are working for companies that won't do the EBA... And we'll come to them in a little bit later in the show. But just think about it. They're talking a whole lot of shit, just an excuse to save money.
because everyone in the world can see that the legislation and the code and all the rest of it ain't going to happen in 2016. But they'll go to any length, won't they? I mean, they've even they've gone that low with this trying to get this vote up. They've gone the refugee as if our refugee policies weren't bad enough inside these detainees, where they're not allowed. The no one in the land is sworn to secrecy. No one's allowed to say a word. No investigation. No information. Now they're going to ban everyone um, gets caught ever coming in Australia to try and get uh, Pauline Hanson's vote. They want to get more of her vote and get her vote, all because of this ABCC. Why, why, why don't they just let her establish a college for racist studies? <laughs> right? 90,000 each. 90,000 each, each pupil. Hey, eh? That's how you do it, Malcolm. God almighty, come to the CFMEU. We'll tell you what to do because you don't even know the basics of politics. Never mind. Here we go. Bob Day, Ground Bob Day, to be celebrated and enjoyed. However... Except for builders, all... double disillusioned builders. Yes, the double disillusioned <laughs> builders. But we should also, at this point, talk about something that is serious and does, in fact, pertain to this industry very directly. And that was that we had, during the week, though it was a short week, we had Black Arm Day. Black Arm Band Day, sorry. And that was to acknowledge the passing of so many people in the industry in a very short period of time leading up to the Melbourne Cup. And on Friday, one of the fatalities was um, had his funeral and it was a big occasion and uh, Ivan's family, uh, I'm sure, are going to take a long time to get over the experience because it's even now the investigation is still going on and it'll be a long time, I think, before we actually hear an outcome of that particular matter. That's, a, that's the sad thing too, the amount of time I got asked a question at a meeting this morning. Well, do people, well, how come people get over these things? I'm telling you now, people don't get over them and the families don't get over them, especially right. when it takes five years to go to court and they're waiting and waiting and trying to get some sort of closure. They'll never get complete closure. Um, but this a little bit of closure from the court case, but it just goes on and on and on. And in one instance, a few years ago at the Bill Corp job, it took five years to go to court, which is terrible, really. It is indeed. And uh, the funeral was a big funeral on Friday. And uh, our condolences and sympathies to all the family and friends. Uh, Ivan uh, d- died in tragic circumstances and... Uh, he was very much a creature of the industry, was part of the industry for all his working life, and his family are also very much a part of the industry. So our condolences to Ivan and uh, Ivan's family, and let's hope that it ain't going to be repeated. But a, right. great, a great show from members all around the country, yeah. uh, thousands of people stopping to to remember and respect and and with the christmas rush uh kicking off now we you know it's a good time to pause and and think about what we're doing so well done to everyone for putting on a yeah. a, a good solid you know unity effort a lot of stuff on the uh union's uh website jobs all around australia marking black arm day black arm band day sorry and uh i think uh unfortunately the pressure will be on and it's going to be a case of uh Standing up because the pressure will be on to get uh, unrealistic uh, production uh, schedules met by Christmas. I wish they all had the expectations that Malcolm has. No hope before Christmas. But unfortunately... <laughs> he always it... catching the trains, does he? Is that a joke or what, where he gets on those trains? 
I think he's watched too many episodes oh, of Thomas please. the Tank Engine please. myself, but never mind. Please. Anyway, we're going to come up to a, a period of struggle, so we might just uh, have a cut to a track now. And that's basically a simple message. Stand your ground. Don't be stampeded into making work done for the boss unsafely. When you wake up one morning and they're pounding at your door telling you your business and what you There you go, Goanna, stand your ground, don't turn back, don't look back, get on with the job and make sure it's safe till Christmas. And of course, uh, there's been a fair bit happening uh, legally, as there always seems to be in relation to the construction industry and the CFMEU. And uh, let's just report now on a little matter which has been dragging on for some time. In fact, it's been dragging on for more than a couple of years when one of our organisers, Mick Powell, was dragged off the Ringwood Aquatic Centre job out there in Ringwood by the local constabulary for uh, trespassing on uh, premises under the control of Kane Constructions. Cheerio to all the bosses down at Kane's. Absolute paragons of virtue, our good friends from Kane's. Uh, they, uh, of course, called the cops and the cops came and arrested Mick and uh, that got beaten in court. It wasn't trespass. So what happened? Of course, our good friend Nigel Hatchkers then decided double jeopardy is not a matter of interest to him. So basically he decided to pursue uh, the matter and claim that uh, Mick had gone there in breach of industrial legislation that he had actually gone there in breach of the Fair Work Act and his right of, rights of entry and all that stuff. Now, this week, we have had a decision handed down by the federal court, a very long and detailed decision about right of entry. And uh, Mr Justice Bromberg has found that uh, Mick Powell went there under Section 58 of the Occupational Health and Safety Act that does not require a right of entry. That is a right that uh, HSRs, that's health and safety reps on jobs, have under the Occupational Health and Safety Act to seek assistance from people with knowledge and expertise in various uh, health and safety issues, and they can come onto the job. So in theory, you can get the local... Uh, well, the local pharmacist to come on if there's some issue which uh, he can advise on. 
And uh, there's also the issue of people with expertise. Perhaps it's in the area of exposure to chemicals. Uh, you could call on the EPA. You could call on the EPA. You could call on all sorts of people to come on. And just because someone happens to be an official of the union who does not have a right of entry under the federal legislation because we're being prosecuted every day by Hatchkiss and his crew to the point where we are, in fact, just doing our job and uh, he gets the right of entry uh, overturned, that those people still have a right to be able to go onto a job and advise people who are HSRs. So Mr Justice Bromberg has told Nigel Hatchkiss to go stick his view of the world in his, and uh, we have now got a very clear position because WorkSafe have already said officially that a HSR can ask for advice from anyone, including an official with no right of entry under the Fair Work Act. So Mr Justice Bromberg has reinforced that. So Hatchkiss, you spent a whole lot of taxpayers' money on brochures and bloody websites and all the rest of it saying, you can't do this. Well, we can. Sorry, Nige, you stuffed it up. Safety wins, Hedgekiss loses. Indeed. And maybe, maybe it's be a good time for him to start a diary, do you reckon? He could, yeah, he could re- note that one down. Start with a fresh diary, page, first page, November 3, uh, lost court case, <laughs> can't stop safety on site. Oh, what sort of advice am I going to give to these builders now? What can oh. I do now to what can I do now to to warrant my $400,000 pay paycheck every uh, every year? Try harder, do better. <laughs> give it away, Nige. <laughs> yeah, piss off. Anyway, we should also mention that this week uh, there's been a bit of publicity in the paper that our secretary and one of our assistant secretaries, that's John Shetker and Sean Reardon, face court uh, it's the old Mike Kane borrow bullshit all over again. They complained and whinged and carried on and went to the Royal Commission and the police uh, charged John and Sean with blackmail under the criminal code and uh, hit court. The committal hearing uh, was heard on uh, Thursday and guess what? There seems to be a bit of a problem, a bit of a legal problem that whether or not they can in fact be charged when the matter originally was a civil matter. That the, the, in fact, uh, the argument is constitutionally that you can't be charged criminally with something which is a civil matter, i.e. a secondary boycott. So it's all been uh, referred back to the magistrate and the magistrate's going to rule next Wednesday and we'll keep you up to date on what's going to happen next. And surprise, surprise, a big backlash at the Borrell shareholders meeting this week where the uh, shareholders uh, put in a complaint about their, pay, their salary pay increases. Stay tuned. They want more money. They want more. Mike wants a bit more. So, yeah. so Mike Kane was up there saying, bring on the ABCC, you know, um, we're going to build the wall uh, for, for Trump over in the US and shareholders said, mate, you're getting paid too much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> that's it. Mike Kane would build Donald Trump's wall for him. He's got his trucks already getting loaded onto uh, fe- uh, freighters to take them over, to take more concrete to build that wall. Oh, geez, good on you, Mike. 
<laughs> anyway, your shareholders weren't convinced, nor were the shareholders convinced that uh, Ardent, uh, who owned Dreamworld, I think that's going to be oh. a story which is going to be of great embarrassment to that company. Not only the uh, Dreamworld company, but the company that owns them, Ardent, and the uh, CEO of Ardent uh, got knocked back on... Uh, Deborah Thomas, was that Yeah, on a, pr- a promise uh, she'd made herself to reward the board for their great efforts. She forgot to contact the family when asked at the press conference. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, couldn't get... Any details of the family? Yeah, well, whoever gave them advice on how to deal with this matter or whether it was their own advice, it was a pretty ordinary effort, let me say. All I worried about was getting the thing open the next day and all the rest of it. Poor 18-year-old girl on her first day at work operating that ride and plenty of other other, uh, offences committed at that. uh, They need a complete order of all those those, uh, theme parks, I think, which you're going to get now, unfortunately, after four people have died. That's right. Anyway... We will hear more, I'm sure, about the uh, annual reporting from the various companies now because, oh dear, the old banks aren't making as many billion dollars profit as they were 12 months ago. There's all sorts of shit yet to come. But we'll keep you informed because all that stuff does affect the construction industry. Now, just a quick tie-up before we go to Scallywags, and it's going to be fun at Scallywags this morning, but we just should mention that the EBAs are being pursued, regardless of our good friends uh, in the uh, Turnbull government and their code and their legislation, all the bullshit. We are pursuing the EBAs, and there's a number of companies who have decided that they're going to go with Malcolm and they're going to hang out and not negotiate and all the rest of it. So there are a series of matters before the Fair Work Commission, uh, some of which we've already won. We've already got a protected uh, action ballot order against CPB. We won that. We've got one against ADCO. We won that. We've got others against Cockrums, uh, Cane Constructions, Wagstaffs, uh, Mills Glass. There's a number of companies that also have uh, hearings coming up. And we would expect, in accordance with the Fair Work Act, that we will get a protected action uh, ballot in among those employees and then they can vote on what sort of action they want to take against these companies. So it's going to be very busy between now and Christmas because there's going to be a lot more companies being forced into a situation under the Fair Work Act, all legal, to uh, actually sit down and negotiate and uh, we would hope to be able to extend the EBA across the rest of the industry. More than half the industry has already signed up And there will be a lot more who will sign up uh, quite happily and negotiate and and get on with it. But for those who are resisting, well, we've got rights under the Fair Work Act and we're going to use them. Righto, let's go to Scallywags. Oh, we're going to do a quick cheerio to Tim Gooden. Oh, yes, sorry. Quick cheerio to Tim Gooden, who who stood down as Trades Hall Secretary down there in Geelong. Done an absolutely fantastic job over a long period of time and we wish Tim all the best moving forward. Indeed. A cheerio to Tim and the crew down at uh, Geelong Trades and Labor Council. A cheerio to Gina Reinhart for falling down the stairs. <laughs> well, did you see that at the uh, Melbourne Cup? She did. She fell down the stairs and good old Sophie Mirabella is getting paid a fortune to be a um, bag collector. She picked her up off the staircase there or at the bottom of the staircase. She was there to help her pity, out. Pity Gina didn't fall on her. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> scallywags, moving on. Well, Ground Bob Day... 
was uh, our opening story and Bob Day just continues to disgrace himself and I say embarrass uh, the Turnbull government. If he ain't a winner, I don't know who he is. With friends like that, Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm, Malcolm. <laughs> you don't need to see if him are you. <laughs> if you like trains so much, Malcolm, why don't you go to Vladivostok in uh, the Russian Federation, hop on the Trans-Siberian and just lose yourself for a few weeks as you travel across Eurasia. <laughs> right, we should also, even though I'm absolutely hot for Bob, uh, we should also mention... <laughs> We're, we're going to cook, Bob. We're going to be hot for Bob. Don't worry. We should also mention Nigel Hatchkiss for pursuing a very uh, stupid bloody prosecution under the Fair Work Act. We should also mention ADCO. Yeah, ADCO. Uh, Breached the EBA on the, on the shutdown weekend, but stay tuned. Right. Indeed. Andrew Robb. We should mention oh, him. Jobs hey, for the boys. Jobs, jobs for the boys. Jobs for the boys after he did so much to get a free trade agreement with China and basically put Australian manufacturing jobs at risk. And selling the port. And selling the port Darwin of Darwin, port. Yeah. all the rest of it. Now he's taken the, uh, the ultimate uh, Judas coin, the old uh, pieces of silver from the Chinese government, another Chinese government-owned company, a bit like John Holland. You know, you know how it was a bunch of uh, gold watches that the, the Liberals were coming back with after their meetings? Apparently, Andrew Robb got a, a banner that's about 10 metres high, big red banner, you know, how great is Andrew Robb? <laughs> and, and we reckon that, that free trade deal is good for Australia? Yeah, right. Yeah, good on you, Andrew. What about What about Joe, the worst rugby union player in, the, in Australia? Joe, I don't mind looking after my own family hockey. Yeah. Don't worry. Shocker. Eh? Right, we're going to finish up. Come on, we're going to finish up. Who are we going to give And to? I want to nominate... For Sookie Lala this week, yeah. Gary Woodburn. Oh, Gary. Hey, the Gaz. toe cutter. The toe hey. cutter. Gaz See you, Gary. Oh. He'd have no mates. He'd he's, have no mates. He's leaving CUB. So we're going for Bob Day, yeah? yeah Bob Scully Day. Scully of the week. He'd have to win it. And Gary Woodburn for Sookie Lala because he's having a big cry because he did their bidding and now he's getting the boot. So we're going to go out now. Same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. And good morning from the Concrete Gang with a little song for our good friend, Gary Woodburn. You booted all those poor maintenance blokes out of the place, and now you're going. And uh, cheerio. See you later, Gaz. So long. Bus drives over on a mellow scene. We're done five nights and tomorrow's free. Oh, I say tomorrow's free and I seem to I'm wondering Next night happened down in Montreal And when it rains I guess it pours And I say When it rains it pours And we go down into the same street Keeping our feet up the ground Till we find ourselves a breakfast And not a super town You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.